0: We're going for real. Going for real. This is for real.
1: Welcome to The Other Ministers, the podcast where the other ministers in your church who are not the senior pastor, lead pastor, teaching pastor, whatever you call that person, get together and have a podcast. We are so glad to be with you today. We're so glad to be with each other because we just enjoy spending time together. That's true. Yep. Uh, My name is Joseph. I am the worship pastor here at our church in Central Florida called The Foundry Church. Joining me as always, our church's digital pastor and the voice of the Lakeland Magic,
0: Hank Taylor. Thanks for having me, Joe. Patty, just a quick direction for you. If you could scooch in a little bit closer to the table so that all the people watching can see your face. Yes.
1: While she does that, also joining us, our church's family life pastor, Hunter Mertz. Hello. And our guest, per our... Much better, thank you. Per our uh, uh, show New Year's resolution last week, our guest, who will be with us the whole time, our church's pastoral counseling, pastoral care pastoral minister minister patty mertz
2: <laughs> good morning or well, afternoon sorry good yeah. afternoon well,
1: yeah. glad, glad to have you with us patty it's glad been, to be it's here it's been
0: too long yeah. how long has it been since
1: it's only
2: been
0: a couple last episodes. year really? like last year no oh. it was 51 or 52 when she was on last time okay
2: it's been a while i've been a minute it. yeah patty house because she
0: did book recommendations with us didn't she that's right Patty, did, yes. you, did you send
1: in your music recommendations nope. after last, last oh, week? I
2: wasn't part of that. I thought. That you were included no, on the email. I was, but I didn't. I don't have any. I don't believe in music.
1: <laughs> that's We know that's not true.
0: Welcome to the Church <laughs> of Christ edition of this podcast.
2: <laughs> I couldn't find any hits.
1: <laughs> I sent in four. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. you sent
1: in four. we We're supposed to send in three,
2: but. Yeah. That one of those were mine leave it to
1: the music guy Seth
0: yeah. hasn't sent his in yet
1: I don't think it's who we're waiting on
0: well, let's let Patty use
1: mine that had the F word in it that, I'll oh, take nice. okay. take oh we that will that
3: one. Have to <laughs> use explicit I, have I will to well, there's spend I will extra time, time looking for
1: one, one of the ones that I sent in there's two versions of it that you can find easily and the original recording does not have any profanity in it but the acoustic recording <laughs> that was done later on does
2: I'll take that one that's mine yeah. I put one in I'll take Joe's <laughs>
1: What's our timeline looking for getting those
0: out? Are we going to try to do the like one a day? Well, I am still waiting on Seth, so I'm uh, one of my things for today. And Patty is, apparently. Is, is, apparently and, and Patty, me to remind them. I'd
2: have to reread that um, email. If
0: I can put all that together today or tomorrow, then that's huge. So, listener,
1: viewer, you've got a playlist coming your way. the The assignment Patty was three songs from each of us that have influenced or impacted our theology in a significant way, and they do not have to be explicitly worship related or even from christian artists in fact two two of my three or three of my four i guess uh are not from um artists who identify as christian
2: interesting we use the
3: term theology loosely just kind of how you view god how you view life how you view
1: faith practice
3: being human yeah yeah Hmm. Yeah. i
2: might participate i have to think about that and
1: the idea is we're gonna on on our social on uh, probably on instagram will be the best avenue for this we're going to release one a day with a very short like paragraph at the most sort of essay from from whoever submitted that song about why and how it's affected them and then at the end of it we'll have if Seth jumps in we'll have apparently 16 songs because I I did four um that will be like a playlist a playlist that we
2: two and we'll kind of even
1: out no no do four <laughs> let's put. Let's everybody push it to five. Let's oh
3: yeah, it. I can add a few more. Can you know, I, I, can, uh... I can get a few more in there. Too. <laughs> can I add explicit ones this time? Since no, yes.
1: I for the record, I submitted the one without the F word in it, but you can't find the one with the F word if you want. <laughs> this is
0: it. a playlist with your mother, including your mother. <laughs> on there. Let's keep that in
2: mind. Oh, go crazy, go wild, kiddo. <laughs> Stop and think of who your mother is. You know, the one who curses in the
3: church lobby. It's all the songs <laughs> I, it, I learned at. Lipscomb. You haven't crashed in the lobby
0: for a while, have
3: not you? Not for a long time. Things have not, been going not when really you've been well. here.
0: <laughs> not when I've been. Not here. not that you've
1: heard.
2: Not oh yeah, you. probably not.
1: <laughs> hey, let's move on to our first segment. Uh, let's let's talk about some things that are good. That's not the right one. The pressure. Is this it? Tell That's me it. There we go. go. Gosh. Tell me that you love me. Rookie mistake, Joseph. Gosh. <sighs> It's time for Tell Me Something Good, the segment where we talk about some things that are going well in our life, in our world. Hunter, why don't you start us off today? Tell me something good.
3: So we have been, uh, this tradition started when Laurel and I were still up in Nashville um, of doing trivia with our friends. Um, And so we found a trivia place down here. Uh, We've been going to the Oviedo Brewing Company uh, no and uh, the other hunter, my counterpart, has been joining Laurel and myself.
2: My son from another mother.
1: If you guys don't know the other hunter, You're that welcome. literally is how, at least in our office, he is always referred to as the other hunter.
2: The other hunter. Yeah. My other or son. <laughs>
1: or Fields. Yeah, shout out yeah. to Fields. Shout out to Fields. Um, the other hunter.
3: So on Wednesday, we placed... For like oh, the first huge. time, oh, yeah. you nice. We okay. came in third place. Um, was it, it was it a big operation? operation? This was not themed. Not themed. Yeah, it was a good number of teams okay. that, that day. There was probably like 10 to 15 teams that day. So it was a pretty solid, solid play. Nice. We yeah. actually tied with the second place team. But oh. the tiebreaker was, guess how close, or uh, how tall the Eiffel Tower is. Ooh. And we said.
1: It's under 400 feet, isn't it? A 383 which is my guess.
3: Three, which of you three knew? Uh, I well, They didn't
2: know.
0: That's the th- I guess so they lost the time. The right other, th- yeah, the, the, oh,
1: the lost. other team we was We were
3: about 300 feet under, and the other team was about 300 feet oh, well, it's, over. It's but they
1: 383 were 383
3: then, because. Uh, it yeah. is <laughs> 1,063 oh to the tip.
1: Yeah, it was way up.
3: We guessed like 673, and the other team guessed 13,000 something. So they beat us by just a little bit.
1: Yeah.
2: Really? Because I would think that going over would, that would, you wouldn't win. No, it it's not, not right
1: it's not work. price is right rules. Yeah. yeah
2: that, that's just rules. You know, 383
1: really is a terrible, terrible guess because I've been there. It's, oh, really? Yeah, it's taller. It's a lot taller than 383 feet. I don't know.
2: I have thrown you off. I don't off know what came know, over me. Being here.
0: Don't know what came over me. A rare trivia blunder from Joseph Robinson.
1: I do love me some trivia. I never go because <laughs> and you
3: would so win because you
1: would. I have I have children.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's yeah. True. The, Oviedo, the Oviedo Brewing Company shows are fun because we I've been out there when we did the office, yeah. um, which was fun.
3: Yeah, you came and joined us, which was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a fun one. Hmm. Hmm. We thought it was uh, about all of the Office Christmas episodes, but it was really just about. The Office Christmas party, the very first one. So oh. like it was okay. super.
3: It was super.
0: Su- yeah, super yeah. in depth on one episode of The Office. And some wow. people knew that. Yeah.
3: Some people. I was very impressed.
1: I uh, I'll, I'll transition into my tell me something good because you have just brought up something for me that I'd sort of forgotten. Uh, wouldn't have thought to mention, but that is on Peacock. Uh, they are. One season at a time, releasing the Office superfan episodes.
3: Yeah, what is that? How, what is so
1: so throughout throughout all of the Office that's on Peacock? You can there there are some extended sequences that okay. are in there, but the superfan episodes are like really extended, like sometimes as much as eight or ten minutes of extra stuff that was filmed that got cut. Oh wow! For time, so they uh, a, a week or two ago released season four which is the season that has the dinner party episode. And I have been waiting. I've been waiting for the dinner party, like extended edition episode from The Office, because that's one of the all-time classic television episodes, period. But especially of The Office. Uh, So good, so funny. And there's like seven minutes extra of it.
3: Wow, that is huge.
1: Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's big time. I'm in. I'm here for it.
2: I know I don't watch it. You should. I know. I know. That's
1: what it's, you tell it's free me. on Peacock. I don't
3: have Peacock. Yeah. That's free.
0: Peacock is also free. Or there's a free version of it.
3: I
2: know.
1: You only get, I think, the first two seasons of The Office on the free
0: version.
2: Hmm. Hardly worth it.
0: <laughs> well, the first two, <laughs> you might watch the first two seasons and then be like, this is more intriguing than I thought. That's true.
3: Get past the first season.
0: <laughs> first season might not do it for you, but second yep. season yep. might <laughs> might do it for you.
3: So, yeah, I'll go with that. Super fan
1: episodes. More of them. I'm excited. The next, like, the all the seasons up through Michael Scott's departure, the extra content, I've already seen, like, clips here and there. It's just going to be so good. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, that's good. Do you listen to Office Ladies?
1: I don't. I don't. He's been doing that. Lately. I'm concerned that if I did, it would impact negatively my view of Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. Really? Not that I think they're bad people, but I have an image of them in my head that's a composite of their characters on The Office and some interviews that I've seen. And if anything changed that, I think it would bother me. So I haven't listened to it. Hmm. I'm sure it's wonderful.
0: Oh, yeah. I uh, We were listening to it a little bit yesterday. Um, she really is enjoying it because it does go... Uh, if if you're looking for like the inside or like a, yeah like exclusive they're, in- they're going
1: episode by episode episode, by episode. A, yeah yeah just talking about each episode as it happens
0: yeah so that i think makes it I, that's why she's intrigued by it as she likes yeah. to get all the all the inside information patty tell us something good
2: well, a couple of things. I got to go up to St. John's to kayak Friday. We haven't been up. We hadn't kayaked since like first of November. So that was good. And my birds in my backyard are coming back. So nice. at Thanksgiving, they were all happy and fine. We, If you don't know, which you probably don't, is that we Bob and I have become bird bird people with bird feeders. And then like a week or so after Thanksgiving, they just, like, all kind of disappeared. Uh, not coming to our feeders, not eating, nothing hmm. made me very sad. And um, so I kind of cleaned out one of the, the seed one. Anyway, they started coming back this last weekend. Not as heavy, but um, my woodpeckers and my cardinals. So um, so that made me very happy because that's my happy places. Yep. in my back porch. You guys have watching, a great backyard. Watching yeah. my birds come and eat. So that's my... Downtime, so I was so excited they're coming
3: back. We had a hawk watching over all of the birds in our backyard. He was perched up on the. Back. I got some really good photos of it, but it was Intense. none of the birds. No, <laughs> would land anywhere for a long time. Right. and so were...
2: I kind of was doing some research on why birds just autumn just. And one of them is a new predator had come into your yard or the mm-hmm. neighborhood or percif- your yard or the weather. Changed kind of drastically, like warmed up or something, and they started finding. Well, or we had that
1: we had that one cold day in December,
2: right? And and uh, I'll probably do it. Yeah, Yeah. right. And and so they might identify that they can get food without the feeders, and they or the combination. So I'm thinking maybe a new hawk moved in, but anyway, they're all all over the place. We have they're crazy. We have
1: lots of them in our neighborhood. The Hawks, yeah, yeah.
2: So anyway, they're back. I'm happy. We're good. It doesn't take a lot to make me happy. Well, actually, it does. (laughs) (laughs) That's just one of them. (laughs) Actually, it does take a lot, but anyway.
1: Uh, Hank, tell us something good.
0: uh, Let's see. Um, We had a great day yesterday here at church. Um, 16,000 plus meals. That was more than expected, right? More than expected. We were targeting like 13,000? Yeah, 13,000. We did the 3,000 more. So that was, yes, that was good. I asked about that. I was like, how does it vary between what you anticipate versus what actually and it was just like we just don't really even know how much is going to go into you know we have you know the bags of rice and bags of the soy and you think you know how much uh, you can get out of one of those bags but sometimes you don't so yeah yeah it worked out good um, so that was a big tell success. tell people who
1: may not have been here or know what we're talking about what we're talking about
0: we are uh, our, our missionary partner Benny Baker, um, is taking yes. over um, a uh, mission opportunity Kids wor- with Kids Against Hunger. Um, so basically, you pack up meals, um, like a pre like a pre packaged thing. You have some rice, you have some dried vegetable stuff, some soy. What am I missing?
3: Some vitamins. Vitamins and, vitamins and it's like protein. A, it's like a protein. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mix. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Protein mix
1: and vitamins which let's take a second and point out there is a a uh, as we're as we're packaging stuff there's a strong flavor of like ramen noodles that's it's like the chicken flavored ramen noodles that is turned out to be the protein powder and i just like the whole time i'm i'm sitting there with the group i was packing with watching the guy who had the scoop thinking like what if you made a protein shake with that protein powder that's like Maruchin ramen flavored.
0: <laughs> that sounds nasty.
1: It, do, it sounds terrible. But I couldn't stop because it, it looks exactly like, you know. Like just, the whey powder. Just you protein stuff. powder that yeah. might be vanilla flavored or whatever that you get. It's crazy. So, yeah.
0: So, you basically scoop all that into a bag. You have to get the bag to weigh up with a p- very particular amount for the shipping purposes. Bulk rate shipping. Bulk rate so shipping. By weight. So, yeah. they ha- Each pack has can only weigh so much. So, yeah, you do that. You add a little bit in there to sort of get the weight right. Once you get the weight right, you seal them, put them in boxes. Boxes go onto the truck and call it a day. We did that 16000 times. Well, well, divided by six divided by because each bag makes six
1: meals. Yeah, And each meal, one one meal a day is enough to stave off. And Mike was, Phillips was telling me this. Yeah. one one meal a day is enough to stave off malnutrition and starvation. And so, literally, one each one of those packs is almost a week of survival for for one person. Yeah, which is pretty cool.
0: It is pretty cool. cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, we did that uh, for a while yesterday, and that's not quite two awesome. hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's out the turnout great. Also, the Lakewood Magic one and one to start the season. All right. Yeah. In a back to back this weekend against. Uh, College Park Skyhawks near Atlanta. All right. Uh, one and one. So, there's a G League team in College Park. Wow. It's new.
1: Pretty yeah. yeah. I know I know College Park. That's yeah. that's around where I grew up. It's crazy. Not the place I would expect to have a professional sports team.
0: No, probably not. Yeah. Probably not.
2: <laughs> maybe they really aren't. So Let me
1: safe. put it this way. My cousin uh the the college that he went mm-hmm. to has has moved out of College Park. And uh, when he was there and I was in high school and I would go visit him, that's when I started carrying a pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Shout out to College Park. Shout out to College Park, Georgia.
1: <laughs> All right, let's move on uh, let's, by way of a little bit of transition music here. And uh, let's, let's talk about yesterday a little bit. It was week two at our church of the series we're in right now called The Gospel According to Paul, the Paul in question being Paul Hewson, better known to the world as Bono, the lead singer and primary songwriter of the band U2. Um, so I am really enjoying the series I, just as much as I enjoyed the Johnny Cash series last year because I just like playing U2 songs and I've enjoyed U2 for a long time um this past week uh one song that i was less familiar with had the song yahweh uh i've heard it and i've listened to it but it 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 wasn't a favorite but then the second song
0: we did grace is one of my like top five u2 songs i love it before we get too far into this discussion sure big shout out to mike and kathy stevens who are watching with us
1: oh nice hello
2: hello. hello i'm sure it's because they heard i was gonna be here Probably yeah.
0: They scared me though because they said can't hear, and I was like, oh, you can't hear. And then like follow up comment was, oops, was my sound system not yours? Good to know. Gave (laughs) me a little bit of a of a fright there for a moment, but we're we're making it through.
1: Welcome. We're glad you're here. (laughs) Yep. Um, So this past week, Yahweh, uh, the focus was on uh, grace and honesty. I thought was sort of an interesting pairing. Um, Seth shared a, uh, a video clip from an interview Abano did uh, where he was asked to answer as succinctly as possible, um, you know, what, what's one thing you've learned from the Psalms, from reading and studying the Psalms? And he answered, uh, he listens or he's listening. Uh, what's one thing, uh, what was the second question? What, how what, what did
2: you learn? What is about what yourself? Yeah,
1: what did it tell you about yourself? And he said, I and don't. And he listen. said, yeah, I don't listen enough. Do you want that uh, audio from that? No. No, because we're, we're trying to keep things tight. Yeah, okay. Um, and then uh, the third question was, what's, what's one thing, um, based on your reading of the Psalms, you feel like God is asking of you, and he said honesty. And he wanted to talk about how um, honesty, coming from a place of sharing what is actually going on in your interior life is the only way to create a really great song, a really great piece of art. And, uh, and ultimately, you know, Bonus said he, he, in that interview, he feels like that's, that's all that God was really requiring of us is to kind of come to him without artifice, without show, without, uh, pretense, but just to come with honesty. How did that strike you guys?
0: I remember finding that interview and just being, um, yeah, just being really just like, I mean, He's already such an intriguing person, but just being like fully drawn in. um, I love what he talks about, you know, that like when he looks at there's a part where he talks about looking at the Bible and you just see Patty and I noted it on Sunday because it might be Patty's new favorite word. Dodgiest. Oh, yeah. Dodgiest. My new
2: favorite word. Dodgy.
0: Dodgy.
1: I am
2: the dodgy part of our.
0: That's a very European yeah way to say sketch that's like the european yeah. version of
2: sketchy yep. i yeah. love it
0: yeah dodgy um but uh but yeah so to think about you know scripture as this you know collection of dodgy people um who don't hide their dodginess i mean it's on it's on display you, you can read about it you can see it but but despite that, that we still have access to, to that grace that God still wants to, um, to ha- to know us and have have a relationship with us it is, is really powerful. Um, but I love, I mean, there's a whole different conversation you can have just about like the Psalms and how David being one of those dodgy people is like expressing himself and his mm-hmm. frustrations, what, what it is that he's experiencing, um, doing so in a very honest way um is is very refreshing Uh, and i i know i get refreshed by that that i like i'm not the only person who has you know of a frustration or or a hard time and i think in today like for today's culture everything is very performative you know everything is very you know when you think about i think about digital stuff a lot you think about your online presence your social media presence um, you know, to have the brutally honest, you know, post or discussion or dialogue that says today was hard. Here's a bad picture of, of me or my family or my situation. Um, no one wants to post that because they're afraid of, you know, what the response could be to that. If you sure. paint yourself in a less than, you know, ideal light, then, you know, you're just going to set yourself up for, you know, you think people are going to talk about this behind my back. It's going to get shared around or I'll get, you know, ridiculed or made fun of or gossiped about. Like, so to have that mindset and that culture of today held up against the Psalms mm-hmm. and the brutal honesty that's that's being expressed like, you know, hurt, pain, struggle. Like, it, yeah. it's very interesting. There's a lot to learn from that, I think.
1: One of the coolest things I ever did was uh, a Bible reading plan, sorry, one of the coolest things I ever did in the context of reading the Bible was a Bible reading plan that was uh, chronological in, like like in the story. So not chronological in the way in, in the time frame that the books were written, but in where they fit in the story, the timeline. And so it was really cool, uh, with Psalms in particular, because you read all the way through Genesis, uh, you get up through Exodus and there's some stuff that happens. And then Psalm 90, which is the the one that's ascribed to Moses. And then you get into Kings and Chronicles and it's like a little bit of David's story. And then two or three Psalms that he wrote probably maybe from that period in his life. And then more of his story, where there's you know great victories and there's psalms about that, and then there's great failures and there's psalms about that too, and it's, it was really really cool, just seeing where those very honest poems and songs fit in the context of the story. Yeah.
2: Well, to begin with, I don't you know going into this series, I knew nothing about YouTube except that it was a band. and had preconceived I don't even know if I had a preconceived idea about them, except you know some kind of rock band. Um, that are probably like every other rock rock band, in uh, wild and crazy and drug. I and, but I never listened to their music. You know, I come from very, not. Um, it was being not a nice way to say it. Uh, very Midwestern, <laughs> uh, very sheltered on what I could listen to and not listen to when I was growing up. Uh, but and so obviously that was never one of them. So, <clears throat> so my you know my first instinct when even Seth brought it up is like well, no. It, you know at least i knew a little bit about johnny cash and although he was a dodgy person <laughs> definitely he <laughs> did have some redeeming value to him uh, but i knew nothing about him. so it's been really kind of a very exciting and interesting and amazing to listen to some of his interviews and to listen to his thoughts and his songs i'm just amazed and shocked i mean it would be the last thing i'd ever think that that Band would do, but you know, in looking in his views of the psalms and the dodginess and the grace, somehow we have lost. You, because you, you you look at Bible and the Bible characters and who God used, and, and very rarely did God use, if ever, really good upstanding people um, mm-hmm. at all. Maybe Jesus might have been the first one. I mean, none of them were upstanding. You know, Moses, Abraham, not, not totally, not I mean, totally. They were, they I mean, they were, people. were just people, yeah. but not your like perfect you know person that you would think is going to be the leader of all kind. But but it was never hidden in the scriptures. You know that there who they were was never hidden. Their stories were never hidden, and I think it that I think that even went on into um, even the first century, the beginning of the church. Uh, you know, Paul was always very honest about who he was, uh, his struggles, uh, his begging of God to take away whatever you want to guess his affliction was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Peter. Um, None of them hid who they were, even in their writings. Um, but but what they did was say, "This is who I am and how human I am." But yet God still used me. Yet God still gave me grace. And somehow in our history of believing and walking with God, we've decided that we can't be real. Yeah. That that God only loves us if we're perfect. He only loves us if we look like a little mid mid class. Little church woman. That's I have to have this certain look. I have to have this certain image, sure. uh, and 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 nobody wants you to share what's going on in your life. I mean, that was certainly how I was raised. You just didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if people went up asking for prayers, you didn't even share what you were asking for. You were just saying, you know, I'm re- I, I'm going through something. I need prayers.
1: Unspoken.
2: Unspoken. Unspoken. So and. and <laughs> and I think that we have lost so much more than we gained. We have lost so much by losing that um, the, the reality and the and the reality that God loves us and uses us despite and it, not despite, but in in spite of our uh, he of he wants he knows we have. Yep. And he wants us to bring that to the table because it does nothing but glorify him more. And how sad that we have come to a place in, in religion, in, in walking with Christ, that we have to be fake. That we have to not share who we are and what we're going through. And so therefore turning away anyone in search of God because they can't look like us mm. and they... That yeah. They're intimidated by the game we play, and that—that's that. His talking and images just brought up to mind. How, where, how did we get here, and why are we staying here?
1: Yeah, well, and what you're talking about brings to mind one of our "we are" statements that we are a people in process, yes. and I think that's maybe the a, a different way to say what you're describing is that culturally we've we've come to believe. Within the church, but especially I think with outside of the church both that somebody who is a Christian is a finished product that that this change has happened that they are this type of person, you know, from now and forevermore and we are a people in process all the time, like all of us all the time. We are not the same person uh, ideally that we were yesterday. Or that we will be tomorrow, or that we will be ten minutes from now, Uh, because we're, you know, if if we're engaged with our faith, then we're we're sort of constantly reaching and pushing and learning. And
3: I think in Paul's letters, we we get to see Paul grow and change. And Paul's early letters and Paul's late letters are very different, different tones, different emphases. And part of it is who he's writing to, but I think part of it is also he's. He's lived more. Yeah. Uh, he's lived out this theology more, uh, and it's continuously growing and changing. Um, and I think Seth did a good job at pointing that out. I um, can't remember which U2 song it was, um, but the line was, like, I can't change the world, but I can change Rejoice. the world inside of me.
1: Rejoice is that song.
3: Um, and then Seth even pointed out, like, as as Bono matured even more in his faith and grew and and lived out through life, even that view had changed because we see that, um, and how he worked out in community and some of the, um, ways that he reached out into the world, um, and and tried to help bring justice and flourishing uh, into the world in different ways that, um, that even that changed from one song to, Um, To another and it just reveals us. Yeah, that's that's who we are Individually as individual humans and collectively as a society Um, the writer of Hebrews talks about like we The the faith of those before us are made more is made more perfect in in us now uh, Which also implies that our faith that we have now and what we're doing in the world will be made more perfect by those who come after us, that there's this trajectory, um, that we are moving towards, we're growing and moving towards, um, more righteous, better, greater things.
1: Again, So what does that look like for, for us, like moving forward? The focus on, on brutal honesty with God, brutal honesty with ourselves, which I think can be equally difficult sometimes. And giving expression, let's maybe say, maybe ex- especially giving expression in a healthy way to Our what's man. actually what's actually happening.
3: Yeah, I think I'll use a little bit about myself as an example. Um, uh, even though maybe not everyone in the staff agrees with, with this, I'm a pretty classic seven on the enneagram. Um, <laughs> we've had many debates about that in the office, <laughs> but uh, I don't know what I am. I'm yeah. I'm pretty no. solid seven. Yeah. And one of the flaws um, of us sevens is that we we like living in, in all of the happy emotions um, and are really good at trying to avoid those negative emotions uh, or what we, we term negative emotions. Uh, that has definitely been true like, in my life. Um, and so one of the... One of the ways that honesty and trying to grow in honesty with myself uh, and my relationship with myself and relationship with God is saying, OK, I don't need to be happy. all the. T- I shouldn't be happy all the time because there's some things in this world that are really not happy. Hmm. Um, and there's some things that go on in my life that are not happy and to ignore those and to push past those um, and to avoid those uh discredits the journey of growing into the person that god wants me to be if i'm trying to run away like these these negative what we term negative emotions in our lives are are pointing out the injustices the the unrighteous things in our lives and the world around us Uh, and if if i'm avoiding that all the time in my own life and the life around me then i'm not then, then I'm ignoring what God is calling me to live into, to uh, to grow in. Um, and so for me, it has been acknowledging that it's okay to be sad or angry or mad or disappointed. It's okay to feel those. Uh, and it's been a learning process of what does it even look like uh, to feel those things. Yeah.
2: Well, some counselors would say there are no negative emotions. Emotions are just emotions. Um, and that is hard. Um one thing I struggle with is is um, what I is you know you you can't live thirty two years being trained to that you have to be perfect at church and look that way. Uh, you can grow from that, but sometimes it's stressful, I pop right back into that, mm-hmm. and 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 I am I I do tend to not have a problem being honest with God. I have a problem with. Um, Letting go and forgiving myself for the messes that I sometimes make myself, um, and my reactions. I have no doubt that he has forgiven me and loves me, but a lot of times I have trouble releasing and letting go of things, of some parts of my messes that I certainly have had a part in making, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um, and, um, and 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 because I have a little bit of obsessiveness in my life and in my personality, I I can sometimes get into a record of replaying mm. something that I've already that I probably probably have even taken to the person that I might have wronged, and certainly have taken it to God. But I can't l- let go of it, and and a lot of that is my um, uh, I. I'm very much a little bit of OCD a little bit in certain areas, but yes. also background of, yeah, did he really forgive me? I mean, you know, I, I I have it's a big struggle and you and you think you've gone so far. <laughs> In your faith until something will hit you, and it's just like, why are you replaying this? Because sure. God certainly doesn't want me to replay that because it does that does not get me anywhere. So that's you know one of the things that and I need to get back to is I when I journal, when I do prayer journals uh, and God and I talk it out and I write it out, it's a lot easier for some reason for me to let go. Uh, It it, it, it helps me to end that cycle sometimes because I not only have I said it to him, I have written it down. I've read it and it's kind of like, well, it's okay. So now it's written. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a
1: is that a regular practice for you?
2: Okay, so pretty much the majority of my adulthood, um, I have uh, not ever jur- journaled. I have told other people it, to journal because I think it's very healthy,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> very good. I have literally had so many friends buy me journals, <laughs> like they think I'm going to do that, yeah. and I always look at them and say, "Well, thank you," but you know, I'm not. You know, I don't journal. Yeah, yeah, but we're in hopes. <laughs> all
1: all the way through my twenties, I I bet I started one journal a year minimum for twenty to thirty two. So and this yeah, it's but, I, I've not ever been able to make it a regular. So thing.
2: right before um, uh, the pandemic, uh, I was going through some things um, uh, with family, some relationships that. Not only am I OCD, but I'm a little controlling. I know the people out there, that's like a shock.
3: No. I know. What?
2: I hide it very well. I hide my controlling. I can control my controlling. That's, that's one of my famous lines to my sister. I, I know I'm controlling, but I can control when I'm going to control.
0: <laughs> you... You certainly have tells though about that, and you. I usually can know that we're about to something controlling is about to happen when you walk up to me and just go so, and then there's a sentence that follows that. Of something. oh, well, I'm that, gonna have
2: to work on that one. You change my tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Hank knows me, um, but in my wrestling through some of the things that I wasn't dealing with well, um, I kind of had stopped praying, except for you know, thank you for this food, kind of. Junk hmm. prayers, but not talking to God um, and what I finally had to, to what I had to admit to him was if I if I started praying to him about this one thing I was it meant that I couldn't control it, and I wasn't ready to say I couldn't fix it yeah and and I knew that if I gave it to him he might not necessarily fix it how I thought it needed to be fixed <laughs> so if I just didn't talk to him then we wouldn't have to deal with any of that. Yeah. Even at my age, I'm that foolish. Um, but it got to the point I really missed talking to him more than I was afraid to let go. So I started my journal and I've done it pretty much consistently since six months before the pandemic yeah. and has saved me. I mean, it just, ha- but I've not done it for the last like three months. I've, I've just gotten out of the habit mm. and it is a habit. Yeah, but it is the best. Whoever's out there, I know <laughs> you need to. You need to journal. Yeah, you just need to. Everyone it's good. Needs to Everybody journal. should journal. Um,
1: I think for me, coming out of this week, and Patty, you hit on it pretty hard. There was just the the practice of prayer, um, re, refocusing on that in some ways, and um, just trying to make those times be more of. Um, Kind of the probably what you would do in a journaling scenario where you're just kind of kind of unloading, like the the interior monologue, somewhat, and and just saying, you know, God, I, I feel helpless. Here's all this stuff. What now, you know? And kind of kind of reframing prayer around that sort of conversation more so than around.
2: in
1: intercessory sort of. Here's here's things I'm concerned about. Like specific situations and people and stuff like that
0: yeah yeah uh we're getting close on time here yep. but uh i i would just add in my interactions i always i i don't want to be the one that like squashes the like room or the ability or the desire to be real mm-hmm. um i can think back to like conversations or groups or whatever when you have one person who's willing to sort of like break that ice a little bit and be like actually here's like the real thing where i struggle or what what's giving me a hard time then usually that to me my observation is that's a snowball effect once one person has started that then you see somebody else who's who's willing to be like actually now that you mentioned that like yeah i'm kind of in the same boat about like this and and that can sort of go on so I think for for me w- what I want to try to Do a better job at is to always leave room for that and even if I have to be the one that's vulnerable to to start and Say, you know, well this, you know uh, Things are good, but this was this was a little challenging for me and I you know Didn't really probably handle that well, or you know, I could have done that better um, in my Relationships and conversations and interactions with people um, Just yeah, always be willing to you know leave room for 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 that for that realness by being the by being the person who's not afraid of that
1: Good stuff Good stuff any final words before we move on
0: Um I'll just add uh, the interview that we referenced earlier oh, Is yes. from a Uh is on a youtube channel called fuller studio which is from the fuller theological seminary
1: oh interesting um
0: okay. uh, so we'll make sure that that is linked in the show notes um, yeah. the interview itself and a link back to fuller studio for their awesome work very
1: cool um well if you have anything to add to the conversation you can add uh, to it at tom at the FoundryC.org. that's the letters t-o-m at the Foundry Seat, we would love to hear from you. Uh, we would love to see any chats. Anybody else pop in on the live stream? I didn't see anybody, but. Okay. Um, if there's a better time we can live stream when more people can see, <laughs> let us know that too. Because uh, we want this, we, we do really want this to be kind of a two way street. We don't want it to be uh, just a conversation with us, but we want to include you as well. For those of you only listening, I pointed at the camera when I said
0: that. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and I should have winked. There it there is. You, there there, there you it go. is. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we're going to be kind of keeping at this, trying to keep things uh, a little tighter on the time schedule. What, what are we sitting at, Hank?
0: Facebook says 44 and a half. All right. Well, we're pretty close.
1: Pretty close. Even with um, me being
2: here and talking.
1: <laughs> well, the real test is the next time we have Seth. With yes. Him. Yeah. That's the real <laughs> test there. Um, so, yeah. Feel free to reach out. Be on the lookout for uh, that playlist. Uh, we're, we are planning to do one song at a time, sort of on Instagram, and then uh, maybe an Apple and a Spotify version of the playlist yeah. once it's all completed. And uh, that should be as soon as we can get Seth and Patty to do their homework. So yeah,
2: rolling eyes. That was me. <laughs> 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 rolling
1: eyes. Uh, for now, though, uh, that will do it for the other ministers. I'm Joe. I'm Hank.
3: I'm Hunter.
2: I'm Patty.
1: And we'll be all up in your ear holes next time. <laughs>